Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Slevin sitting in for Simon Morris. This week on At The Movies, a special Whānau Marama New Zealand International Film Festival edition of the program. And our special guest is the general manager of the festival, Sally Woodfield. It's been a rough ride for the festival over the last couple of years, thanks largely to the COVID pandemic. Due to lockdowns, they haven't been able to run an Auckland event for the last two years. And last year's programme outside Auckland had major restrictions on attendance, leading to a severe deficit which the festival is now trying to recover from. Add to that the sudden resignation of the new festival director Martin Raybart earlier this year. He had the unenviable job of taking over from the legendary Bill Gosden, you might recall. And you would understand if there was a bit of turmoil lurking around the place. Still, it must be good to be screening in Auckland again after all this time. Uh, Dan, we're so excited to be able to be back in Tamaki Makoto and especially screening in the Civic, which, you know, when we stand in front of that beautiful flamingo curtain on Thursday the 28th of July, it'll be the first time we've been back there since closing night in 2019. So that's incredibly special and it'll have all the feels. I really think that the audience and ourselves will be incredibly emotional. The directorship of Martin Raybart's um, has transitioned into, well, I mean, what has it transitioned into? You don't have a director at the moment. And I have to say, looking at the programme, you'd be hard pushed to find, to, to, to see a gap that a director might have filled, you know, like it's almost as if you, you've, you've, you've got a, um, a, a much more, uh, I don't know, democratic process than having this sort of... I used to describe Bill Gosden as coming down from the from the mountain with the tablets, you know, that, you know, that every year he would tell us, this is what you should be watching. And it was like, and it was from the, from, from the, the, the master himself. But now we don't have that. But the film selection seems to be um, as outstanding as it's ever been. Dan, uh, Dan, that's a wonderful commentary around our incredible programming team. Um, Martin came to the New Zealand International Film Festival with a particular um, idea in mind and a vision. And you know, COVID COVID killed his dreams, and that that was you know that was hard for him. It was hard for us as well. Um, it was a little bit of a perfect storm for us in terms of like you know, Bill. Um, actually leaving when, I, when he was unwell and then then passing away in 2020. Um, and then we had Martin, we had COVID, all sorts of things. Um, we were in a position as well where we've only had seven and a half months between festivals this time around. But we have a programming team who have extensive experience. We have our head of programming, Michael McDonnell, who worked under Bill for 20 years. And our, our senior programmer, Sandra Reid, who's in Paris, and she attends the European festivals on our behalf. And she and Michael work incredibly close together on 
bringing together this program. We also have programmers for our special collections. For example, Ant Tipson has been doing the Incredibly Strange Collection for a long time. Nick Marshall, who puts together our Square Eyes programming. Malcolm Turner, who um, does our Animation Now program. And also Craig Fussy and Leo Kosio, who... Um, program Nafanoing our Māori Pacifica shorts. We also talked to um, talk to Leo quite a lot about other Māori films, and we also engage with Māori Land as well, and with Tainui and Libby. So it is you you describe it as a democratic process. M- Michael is the head of programming, and really it sits with him. He and I talk about all sorts of things, and I kind of throw some ideas in the in the mix as well. And then when it comes to you know what we're doing outside of just the films, for example the filmmaker engagement which we do and some of the industry-focused, industry-facing activities that we do with with filmmakers and with the film industry. That sits with me at the moment. Um, I think that we've found a really great way of working together and, as you've said, the programme hasn't suffered because of that. In fact, I'm enormously proud of the team that's put this program to get program together. 70 films is still a long way short of the scale of the festival pre-COVID, like I remember doing a count-up of maybe it was, it might even have been 2018 um, or 19, where there might have been 155, 160 films um, in the program. And so there is definitely a kind of rebuilding sense in terms of the scale of the of, of the program this year. And not only that, it I, I does look to me as if some films um, are certainly not getting the, the, the volume of screenings that, that, that audiences might have expected in previous versions of the festival. So that sense that I'll be able to find a screening that fits my timetable, that might not be as easy for people this time round. Yeah, that's a very fair point. This has been about finding a sweet spot in terms of like being able to present a festival that actually still continues to provide the diversity of programming and across across a wide range of regions and, um, and cinemas, but also... Be uh, conscious of the time that we're living in and responsible about the risk that we're taking. All right, so I'm making like a little documentary. Oh, it's like it's a like... movie, but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what's life like. It's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket. And that's why I don't like the saying everything comes out of the wash because sometimes it doesn't or sometimes it does and they're just like a completely different person. So it's actually only two of us now. Myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Nana, make the noise. That's the animated film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which is screening in the Square Eyes section of the film festival, especially for younger viewers. I'm talking to Festival General Manager Sally Woodfield. The pipeline of films has been impacted by COVID, um, and that's internationally as well. So there are sort of like fewer... um, fewer films that are coming out because of the restrictions on production back in 2020 and and sort of early part of 2021 globally. Um, Having said that, though, we we, we picked up a lot out of Cannes. We were thrilled with our Cannes selection. Um, And also the other thing is was that with the change in dates, of course, we had films from Venice 
in last year's festival, which um, we would normally be presenting them this year. So um, there was a, just a little bit of a shifting there. And you're right, it, this is a, a rebuild festival. It is coming out of this, this the, the last two COVID-impacted years. Is the festival going to be take a stand on mask wearing and be proactive about making sure that audience members look after each other in that way? We can't um, police what individual um, audience members do. However, we do. Um, we are quite strongly uh, suggesting that people wear masks um, when they're not eating and drinking, um, and we um, we model that ourselves as our staff and our our volunteers and our ushers. Um, have you thought year, about Have you thought about a no a no food and drink in the theatre? rule so that that could so that mask wearing there isn't a loophole around mask wearing while everybody's sitting together um no food and drink in cinemas would be quite difficult for us to be able to enforce with our cinema partners i mean that's that's something that um we present within the cinemas and the health and safety stuff around that it sits within the venues it's a it's a very very gray area in terms of like the ability to be able to police um mask wearing or physical distancing when there is no actual mandatory requirements so um we ask that our audiences be considerate of others um, and be considerate of how others may be feeling. And we're very conscious that people may simply choose not to come to um, events. It is time to stop seeing. It is time to listen. A new world opens up. You afraid of a little emotion? Let's retrace the new sex. They are evolving away from the human path. I think it'll be a revelation. Might not be quite legal. David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future, which is playing in very limited screenings at this year's International Film Festival. Well, that brings us to the specifics, actually. It's about, it's about time we started talking about the films themselves <laughs> uh, in this conversation. First of all, um, you've mentioned Cannes, um, but also Berlin was back um, in full flow um, this year, and that's always been a really sort of a, a steady source um, of titles. There's a lot of Sundance titles, although I'm not sure Sundance was a fully in-person um, event um, no. this time around. Um, so let's talk about what your highlights are from those big international festivals, because those films are the real tent poles of a New Zealand international film festival. They're the ones that are, that, that, that attract the attention, and then and then we and then we get to uh, work our way down through the program. So, what what are the highlights for you? Well, the, I mean, it's so fantastic to have the Palm Deal winner. Um, Triangle of Sadness. This is, it's, a, it's you know, Ruben Ustlin's, um, it's a satire on the mega rich. That's going to be a really big highlight. It's our closing film. It's a real biting sort of attack on the 1%. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. The other ones that I'm also looking forward to, are, we've got two Claire Denny's films, um, the Grand Prix winner, 
which is Stars at Noon, and that's got uh, Margaret Qualley, who I absolutely adore Margaret Qualley. She was in my Salinger year last year, and a lot of people will remember her from the um, Netflix, I think it was Netflix series, um, Made. Um, she's just luminous, and, the, and she's in Stars at Noon, which is uh, – it's a it's a very Claire Denny type film. She's um, Andy McDowell's daughter. Lots of people don't know she this. She is Andy McDowell's daughter. She is, and the apple does not fall far from the tree. She's just fantastic. I just I just find her so entrancing on the screen. You can't take your eyes off her, and I just cannot wait for Stars at Noon. She plays a journalist uh, who's kind of like a sex worker. She's trapped in Nicaragua um, and sees. This English businessman is who, who's there as her chance to escape her situation. A film that everyone seems to be talking about that is coming is Fire of Love, which is about a couple of French volcanologists um, who chase around the world, you know, for volcanoes. And um, and this has got incredible footage, absolutely incredible footage. I mean, like you'll be. And I think that in New Zealand, because we're such a volcanic nation, um, we'll really love this one. It's um, got it's voiced by Miranda July, um, and we go through the story um, directed by Sarah Dosa, and it's a it's a real tribute to how tiny and powerless we are in in the face of nature, you know, and the power of nature. This is Katya, and this is Maurice. Tomorrow will be their last day. They will leave behind hundreds of hours of footage, thousands of photos, and a million questions. Alone, they could only dream of volcanoes. Together, they can reach them. They meet on a blind date at a cafe. From here on out, life will only be volcanoes, volcanoes, volcanoes. Um, I really do want to talk about our opening night film, Muru. This film is Tiarapakahi's uh, latest film, and Tiarapa has Tiarapa is a board member of the um, with our New Zealand Film Festival Trust, and um, it really has taken taken a lot for him to bring this to the big screen. It's it's a response to the 2007 Te Uruwera um, Tuhoi raids. Um, so it is a, it's a drama. It's not a documentary. Um, it has the wonderful Cliff Curtis um, in the lead role. And um, some people said, asked me, who's going to play Tamaiti? And I said, well, you know, there is only one Tamaiti. He's playing himself. Um, it's <laughs> An important film, but it's also a film that left that will leave your heart absolutely racing. It's an action drama. So if you know nothing about that part of our history, this is still a film that you're going to enjoy and will get the heart racing. But at the same time, this is a part of our history that we that needs to be discussed more. Uh, you know, like we we've done with you know the Springbok tour and other parts of our history that have happened bastion point and all those types of things this is another part of our history that deserves to be talked about and aired and 
our hearts were racing and the tears were also flowing at the same time when we saw this film all together just as a team. The local selection is pretty strong, isn't it, this year? And, and I think that that's probably a testament to the amount of support that the film industry got through COVID, through the um, through sort of the extra government sort of rescue packages to make sure that, um, that the industry could stay together and continue to make things under all of the uncertainty. And you've, you've been the beneficiary of um, a lot of that work in terms of being able to um, premiere those films this year. And it, it, it did push some of the timings back, which was great, has been great for us because we've ended up with this amazing collection of films, um, including some that are um, that are co-productions with Australia for with We Are Still Here, which opened the Sydney Film Festival. Hold up there, please. Your ancestors here, they never left you, kid. Last year, we weren't able to tour filmmakers around very much. We had a, a handful who were able to go of Wellington-based or, or Christchurch-based filmmakers who were able to do the sort of Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin screenings. But this year, we have, have that open to us and we are moving filmmakers around everywhere. We're taking them to Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin and a future Hamilton even um, for particular screenings. The problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Ah. Margaret Thatcher. Ah, you're going to like this. The last capitalist we hang will be the one who sold us the rope, Karl Marx. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> okay, classic. Uh, the most powerful single force in the world today is man's eternal desire to be free and independent, Kennedy. Okay, freedom in capitalist society always remains about the same as it was in ancient Greece. Freedom for slave owners. I know, Vladimir Lenin. Cool. Ah. <laughs> Russian capitalist and an American <laughs> communist. Oh. On a $250 million luxury yacht. That's a clip from Ruben Oslin's Palm Door Winner Triangle of Sadness, which is the New Zealand International Film Festival closing night film in all locations. Talking of um, the classic film festival audience, and you mentioned Claire Denis as a director who's got two films in the festival um, this year, is that actually for, 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 for many of, of your sort of most loyal um, film buff audiences, 
who are director driven in terms of what the kind the kind of films <laughs> that they they um, are really attracted to, they'll be really pleased that there is there are some w- well known names returning. Um, Cleo Barnard is one. David Cronenberg has a, a film in the festival yes. this year, but very very <laughs> limited screenings. Uh, John Michael McDonough, uh, Peter Strickland, and uh, a director that I'm very fond of who hasn't made a film for a long time, and that's um, Chan Wook Park, director Park. Um, yes. Uh, again, fresh from from Cannes, and uh, it's just it. There are there's some wonderful names there that are going to uh, really sort of jump out uh, from the program uh, at people. I think. Um, any of your favourites in there? Um, absolutely. I mean, you 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 mentioned Chandwick Park. Decision to Leave is what is a is very much on my list. I I absolutely love his films, and um, that's that's a uh, that's a highlight for us. Um, and definitely both of the Claire Denny films. Um, the other one is Both Sides of the Blade, which we're delighted um, will be you know screening as well in the in the festival. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, Tarek Saleh, um, Boy from Heaven as well. It's a bit of a thriller. It won the best screenplay at Cannes. بعد المغرب تطلع من النفق اللي زيزو ورهولك ومن هناك تاخد ممكن بصل وسط البلد وبعدين تنزل المهندسين شارع جامعة الدول في كافيه هناك معروف أوس قابلني عنده The festival has always had a real strength in documentary and this goes back to um, the the days of Bill Gosden's programming because he was particularly interested in uh, films that were about artists and creative people and um, that was a re- always a really strong strand and at this point I want to um, acknowledge the passing of Luke Byringer who um, made many of those New Zealand films uh, for the festival over the um, last few few years and um, a, a massive uh, gap going to be left by by his passing. But we have some really strong um, documentaries about artists in this year's festival. Patricia Highsmith, the novelist, there's a documentary about her. Kurt Vonnegut, the novelist. Um, and uh, as if we needed, we, th- we didn't, this is, there's a Leonard Cohen documentary that we didn't know we needed called Hallelujah. Talk about that one for us. This is a, a, a documentary I'm really looking forward to because I'm a little bit of a Leonard Cohen nut. Um, but it takes the it takes his most anthemic and well known song and looks at his life and legacy through the prism of that song. And um, we are absolutely delighted that the wonderful filmmakers Dan Geller and Dana Goldfin are going to join us in New Zealand. Uh, heading over here and we are going to have them at screenings in Auckland and Wellington to talk about the film and talk about that big question of, you know, so much has been said about Leonard Cohen, what more was there to say? International guests back at the New Zealand International Film Festival after three years. That's marvellous. And that is our programme. This week's edition of At The Movies was produced, written and edited by me, Dan Slevin. Next week, normal review service will be resumed, so please join me here at the same time next week.